Hey friends, Heather here, and we have an exciting opportunity for you to join us as we continue this podcast and continue shifting the Down Syndrome narrative. We have started a Patreon page, and this is a way for our listeners to support us financially every month so that we can keep the podcast going. We have three different tiers between $10 and $100, so wherever you feel you can give monthly to help us support the podcast and to continue to shout the worth people with Down Syndrome as we shift the Down Syndrome narrative, you can head over to the Lucky Few podcast.com sign up for our patreon page and start giving today thank you so much hey friends welcome to the lucky few podcast where we are shifting the narrative by shouting the worth of people with down syndrome this is micah mercedes and heather and friends we are excited to chat with you today about our stories about what is ours to share and what is not ours to share. <laughs> and I think we have a lot of um, interesting things to, to talk about um, as we look at social media and our platforms and um, the stories that we hold about our children and what do we have the right to say. So sit with us. Let's chat about it. Thank you for joining us, friends. Welcome to the Lucky Few Podcast. Hey, hey, hi. <laughs> oh, hey, girl. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hi, Micah. Here we are. And today we want to chat about uh, kind of what it, what we talk about when we talk about our platforms. And, you know, all three of us have Instagram accounts where we share stories of our children. Mm -hmm. And we, you know, it's our children who have brought us into this Down syndrome community. And there's, it can get complicated when you are sharing pictures and stories of your children with strangers. Um, when you are writing about your story with your children, when you're when you're sharing things, it can start to feel murky. And what is the right thing to say? And what's personal? What should you keep private? Uh, what is your story to share? And what is your child's story to keep for themselves? And so I'm excited to talk about that today because I feel like it's one of those topics that doesn't get discussed a lot. And I'm happy to be here with you two today. I'm happy to be here with you too. How are you doing today, Merce? Oh, I'm happy to be here with you too. Call this <laughs> baby brave. I feel like I need a baby brave check-in every episode. Yes, I know. He's every nursing episode. right now. <laughs> I like that he's a part of our, our chats here now. He's here. Um, he's Boy. doing great. Growing and eating and sleeping. And pooping. Doing in pooping so important for a baby yes it's <laughs> so good it's for for, all of us. for a for a second there Merce, <laughs> i thought that you said he was growing and oh, i was ooh. like yeah yeah he's probably growing too he's growing also with his growing bros. <laughs> <laughs> so cow kid yeah, i know <laughs> please don't let any of my boys grow <laughs> That is so funny. What does that mean exactly? That's another episode. <laughs> that doesn't mean to bro. We sound bro. like old ladies. So like, what does it mean to the bro? <laughs> Let's get some definitions. I love it. 
Um, okay, I have to share this real quick too. And then this, all of this goes so perfectly with today's topic because we basically have a podcast where we talk about our kids. Yes. Um, and for the greater good of the Down syndrome community is why we do this. I almost uh-huh. said that with a question mark in my voice, but <laughs> I don't question. <laughs> I don't question what we're doing here. <clears throat> so I quickly shifted that and then said it out loud anyway. Um, so I, morning routines mm. in our home are a lot. And I often feel like I am the only one that is, that is going through this. Like everyone's <laughs> kids wake up when they're supposed to hop out of bed, skip to the bathroom, go pee. That's like an issue in the morning. Like just go to the bathroom when you wake up. This is what your body needs to do. Um, And then does their chart or their iPod Mm -hmm. chart, or maybe they don't Mm -hmm. need a chart because they just do do what they're supposed to. The next right thing. (laughs) (laughs) Like Anna says, or Alcoholics Anonymous, you get credit. We were talking about this earlier. Sorry. We're Emily P. Freeman who wrote an amazing book. Exactly. (laughs) But so I wrote, I did a poll on Instagram because we go to, I go to Instagram, honestly, for a lot of reasons. But one of my things is like, I have this giant community and I would like to learn from them. So let me ask questions and let them give me their answers. It's like a free resource. So I said yeah. a poll, like how many people, I think exactly what it was, was it morning time is hard. Is it the same for you? And then one option was like morning time is easy, lovely, and fun. And the other one was like hot mess express. So the way it stood is 9% of the people out there in the whole world. Okay. Just if you follow <laughs> me on social, world. they 9% say that morning routines are easy, lovely, and fun. So bless them. And then 91% <laughs> of us, it's hot mess express. And what is it like in the morning for you guys? Is it where, what category do you hit getting your kids out the door for school? And I know Merce, Rose is starting school, but even like getting ready for homeschool. Our day. Hot mess express for sure. They all show up in our room looking at us ready to be served immediately (laughs) when they wake up, which could be anywhere between 5.30 a.m. and 6.30 a.m. I could wake up to all three of them and then Brave in his bassinet looking at me being like, hi, mom, it's the morning time. It's morning time. (laughs) Breakfast. Now, 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 let's play. Um, so it feels like because they don't wake up before them and neither does Andy, it feels like we're already behind. So hot mess express mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> for sure. That is funny. Uh, that's so hard. It, uh, your kids are at a hard age too, Mercedes. <laughs> they are all needing you all the time. They're so little. Did you feel did you I feel think bad for me when you hung out with me that one afternoon, Micah? I well, I mean, I felt I felt all the feelings. It's a it's an intense season. And that's what I remembered where like when I was hanging yeah. out with you. I um just like how many needs there are all around and the constant feeling of not having enough of you to go around. Um and that's that is that's a challenge. I feel yeah. like, you know, for my family we, it, mornings have always been a struggle for my oldest, for August, and he f- just feels a lot of feelings in the morning and he doesn't want to be stressed. Mm-hmm. And my, my anxiety ramps up in the mornings trying to get everybody out the door. And so he and I have had to learn over the years how to make our home a safer place for both of our emotions. And 
he needs to get up with enough time and know what he needs to do. And I need to get up with enough time and release my, like all the things that make me crazy. Mm. So I, I, I always feel like it's a win if we get into the car and I haven't yelled at the kids and I, and I am like patting myself on the back and we're like 11 years in, you know, this is, it's still, I, and I think, uh, so recently things, mornings have been so complicated because my kids for the past two years have gone to three different schools and trying to get drop-offs in the same Mm -hmm. place. I mean, or to fit the right amount of times. We, we've just gotten to a good spot. But also, um, Chris has requested to work from the city where he usually commutes. And we're in a season right now where he is working from the city mostly so he can help with home um, in the mornings. Yeah. And because there's just so many different needs and emotions to wrangle. And so, um, yeah, I, I have an 8-year-old, 11-year-old who still – really struggle to brush their teeth Mm -hmm. and do it on their own. And I've tried charts and I've tried yelling and I've tried (sighs) like, you know, all the things in between. Shaming. Shaming. (laughs) (laughs) And so some of it is uh, like, I've just come to, I, we, the days that we can calmly Like sometimes I just will grab shoulders and they're at my shoulder at my height now, you know, and I just walk them towards the bathroom. And if I can say no words, then that's Mm -hmm. good. You know, like if I can just like, you're going in here and you know what happens in here. And um, so there's really, I have to, I have to keep my focus on Ace. He's, he can't get himself dressed. He he can feed himself, which is awesome. but the, I, I'm not a, I mean, the chaos is my middle name. So I never know where their shoes are. I never know where jackets are. They never know where anything is. We're, <laughs> we're like hot mess is exactly right. Yeah. But slowly, you know, every once in a while, I'll be like, August, you brushed your teeth. And I didn't ask you to high fives and like lots of love. And <laughs> we're, I'm so proud. So and, proud. Yep. So we do it. And you know what? I didn't say this. The bus is now picking up Ace, not at our house, but at Brooks's school. Oh, wow. That's been an amazing shift because I was just um, crazily driving all over town to get him Mm -hmm. back to the house after dropping off Brooks. And so we, it's a, it's a good system. Now I drop, I walk Brooks into school and there's Ace's bus waiting for him to walk on. That's so good. Well, you can guess the category that we fall into. <laughs> thus asking the question. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. The reason I the reason I asked is that particular morning was actually a pretty decent morning. But it's like it the thing that triggers it all is a time clock that we mm-hmm. are up against. And if yeah. we weren't up against a clock, everyone is a lot more relaxed. But I also feel like this many days into their lives as people who go to school, yes, totally. what I am asking of you to do in the morning, it is not hard. It does not hurt you. It is not something you can't do. It Like what in the world? Just do Just the thing. put your shoes on. Get and it shouldn't surprise you. You're like, so many years we've done this. Oh now. my gosh. <laughs> How are you like, shocked? <laughs> uh, like the squatting on the floor, a particular child of mine just will like squat on the floor and not, and not budge. And like, 
unbelievable. Just get up <laughs> off the floor and do the thing that is not hard and that does not hurt you. Do it right now. <laughs> oh, I could scream. Obviously, I'm getting tense. And then we do all the things. Like, just thinking about it. <laughs> oh, we do like the charts and we've tried all the charts and we found yeah. one that works really well for Mason. She has cards. We have a card with each thing she's supposed to do. And when she's done, she looks at the card and it's a picture with the words and then she puts it in her little card box her get ready for school awesome. box. And once she gets going, when we get to the cards, it's great. It's that first five to literally 50 minutes of just start mm. on your freaking cards. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. And then true, bless, I love her so much. The two, the two, for, for sure, every day she forgets a thing. And <laughs> I can't, I like Josh and I will text each other just the funniest emojis and things because it's like Truly's homework is on her desk. Yes. Her effing homework <laughs> that has been the thing that we have been stressing over all morning and all the day before, all week. It's complete and it is on mm-hmm. her desk. I could scream. I feel that Heather I feel it deep down in my soul the amount of homework left or not been turned in that has been completed and it's like you guys again this is not this is something you can do it's not going to hurt you this is not hard what is happening (laughs) it won't hurt you (laughs) I have a question for you Heather oh yes okay here's my question I'm being dramatic some days are lovely (laughs) Give me a break. Okay. Are there some days, do you notice some days of the week that are harder than others? So that's the thing I think that drives me the craziest with certain kids with, I'll just say with Mason, no, that I feel like that's okay. so inconsistent that that feels very obnoxious yeah. because if it was like, okay, Wednesdays are really hard. It's halfway through the week. Let's figure out you know, like right. that whole antecedent. I believe there's an antecedent to all of it, but a lot of it feels just random. wacky. It's like unknowable. Yeah. 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 Or like one morning she's like, she literally will get out of bed, hop out of bed, start her cards. She's like independent. She's got this. She has her whole routine. <laughs> and, it's, and then of course when that's happening. We're praising her. We're showing her how incredible it is. Don't you feel good about yourself? Like all those things. And the next day it's like squatting on the floor for 25 yep. minutes. And cool. maybe it's a Monday, a Tuesday, a Wednesday, a Thursday, Friday. I mean, it's any. Yeah. And I feel like, um, I'm like a circus performer. You know, yeah. I'm like, how about if I start spinning this ball in my head, then will you do it? What if yes. I turn into fire? <laughs> what do you do it? What if I do a backflip and a cartwheel and then I walk across this? What if I put a knife in my throat? Then will you do it? <laughs> like eat a sword, you know? If I gouge my and eyes out, my throat. would you do it? <laughs> I'm going to a knife in my throat. That's not funny. But like, I'm eating a sword. <laughs> yes, we, yeah. now we got it. Now what if I squeeze this entire bottle of hot sauce in my mouth? Then will you do it? <laughs> I will do all these things. Just do it. Do your cards. Anyway. Mondays are the hard day at our house. And last year we started something new where, um, because the boys, they just needed something to look forward to, my older boys. Mm -hmm. And so our, instead of doing pancakes on the weekends, we started doing pancakes on Monday mornings and the only breakfast of the week they get to watch a show is Monday mornings. Okay. And that has gotten everybody out of bed for a year. Now. And it doesn't send them I back watching a show. Love that. It doesn't. They 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 just know that that they get they expect it. They get to watch the show. It's for twenty minutes. The whole amount of time that they get to sit for breakfast, and they it's like, like enough to yeah. feel like they can get out of bed in the morning after the weekend. I like that. I'm gonna start charting and seeing if there are. I haven't charted. It all feels wacky, but maybe there is some rhythm to it. I'm sure there is. That's a great idea. 
I'm going to try that. I feel like shows set my kids back. Yeah. Like it gets them all they wacky can. in their mind. Yeah, totally. And I wonder, how, I wonder how that would work. So we've never let them do any kind of TV in the morning just because I'm worried sure. of what it will do to our already right. hot mess yes. happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. And I, I don't know how to, how to gently transition to this, but I feel like it makes me think about it because talking about what's ours to share when it comes to our kiddos. And so mm-hmm. even as I'm saying this, as Mason's gotten older, I am so aware of what I say about her. And even saying like that she's squatting on the floor, not getting ready for school. Um, because there are friends of hers, you know who you are, Ruby, sweet Ruby, who's a, super <laughs> fan, a dear friend and a super fan who listen to the podcast religiously and who share it with their friends who are yeah. friends with Macy. And so yeah. as we're in this community of, I know, I try to think also of our listeners and I know as someone in the Down Center community receiving from the Down Center community, all I want is for 15 moms who have 12, 13, like 12 to 17 year olds to t- daughters to talk to me about their daughters, you know, yeah. like tell me everything. Cause I think Mason's not in a place yet where she can, can have ownership in a social media setting of what, and like share her story. She's just not there yet in terms of cognitive skill, um, speech, like the pragmatics of it. And she's 11. I yeah, feel like even right. typical, like neurotypical kiddos, 11 still so young for social media. It is, mm-hmm. but they're on. I, I mean, know. they're on it, you know? And so it's like anything I post about Mason, I know for sure her friends, she has friends who are seeing it. And I, I love my daughter and respect her and respect her privacy yeah. and also recognize that I am an influencer in the Down syndrome space. And so then my question to myself is, do I just now go silent on Macy's life? Oh, you know, yeah. because when she was three, her three old friends could give a rip. Like her peers aren't paying attention to right. potty training and eating. And, and even with August as a six-year-old, it's different. Like his, friend, his peers aren't paying attention to it. Um, whereas now Mason's peers are, and I don't know what to do. So please advise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is mine to sh- what is ours to share about our kids and what is not hmm. i think it's a hard question in, it's a really hard question in the space in the social media podcast blog world that we are immersed in right i think that's a hard question too and i don't know if i could answer because i don't have any kiddos yet that are old enough. Like I don't mind sharing right now about all of my kiddos because they're so young. So the, the issues seem juvenile. So they seem like common mom issues, you know? Mm. And I feel like as they get older and as they turn into their own individual selves, not the issues, but maybe the, the hurdles seem so unique to them that it would feel kind of like, Ooh, I could see how it would be a little much to share as they got older, but my kids are so young now. I feel like I could talk about any of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's yeah. I feel the same. I, I was, so when I started out before I, before Instagram, I was blogging and I started a blog back in Oh nine and I, it was all about motherhood and I had one baby and his name was August, and we were just kind of figuring it out together, and I was sharing um, all the stuff. And so I just told everything. You know, I told about – and it was about me. It was about motherhood and 
and spirituality. And so, you know, the stories that I was telling about August were for a point of like sharing about my own growth and the challenges of motherhood and what I was learning. But I still shared shared it all. Mm -hmm. And then my first book that came out five years ago was about August as like about motherhood and prayer and that season. And that season was when the August was the ages of one to four. Mm -hmm. And, and so it was after that the book came out and as he was, let's see, five years ago, um, quick, quick, 11 minus five is six. Okay. So that, so he's like six. And that was about the age where I was like, okay, he's starting to be his own person. I need to step back. I need to really consider what I'm telling the internet. Um, and I started an Instagram and that Instagram account was just about my writing. And so I would share only pictures of the back of my kids' heads. I had Brooks and August at that point. And I, I was like, I'm not going to post pictures of my boys in this public space, even though I had posted pictures on the blog. But I was like turning over a new leaf, you know? <laughs> and then, um, and, and it was really because of that. It was that feeling of, I don't think it's mine to share anymore. And I need to tread carefully. And then Ace came around and I started to share pictures of him and I felt this gift of like, this is good for the world for them mm -hmm. to see his face and to see us loving him. And then the more that my Instagram started to be an ace Instagram, um, that was a challenge. Like, do I just show the back of the older boy's heads and still show Ace's <laughs> face? Like, that's weird. And eventually I just came around to like, it's good for the world to see his brothers loving him. And I'm just going to accept that their faces are out there. Um, and, but that has still been, it's, it's still challenging. It's still tricky. And, you know, it's not something that my older kids understand either that I don't love to show them on social media still, even though I do. And, um, and now I'm starting to have conversations where August was like, why does Ace have his own account and you don't share things mm -hmm. about me? Mm -hmm. And, um, and that's a totally legitimate big brother question to ask wow. and a hard question to answer. Cause I feel like I have reasons, but they're hard reasons for him to understand. And I don't know that they're fair. I don't know that they're going to be like, um, when he's 25, that it's still going to, that it's going to ring true for him. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just so complicated. And, um, and yeah, if I'm not, I'm, I'm not writing the stories of August and Brooksy anymore. I'm writing the stories of Ace because he mm. still feels like he's the age where I can write his stories. Totally. Mm. And I think more than age, it's, like a diagnosis too. It's, yeah. I do think it's different. I think yeah. it's different sharing the stories of your kids who have Down syndrome in this space because there is a huge educational piece to it. You know, yeah. like you were saying, when you're posting a picture of ACE, it's like, this is good for the world. And it, that's how it feels for me. Like I, like I said, I wish other people in the community were sharing about their experiences who are ahead of me, but yes. I understand why they're not. A lot of people who are ahead of me 
just start like either just started to start Instagram a little bit later. Instagram's just a different, it's a lot younger crowd just because yeah. of the timing of it. But I, um, or even like our friends, Jimbo, our friend Jimbo and his sisters. So Jimbo is one of 11 and he passed away last year at 66, mm-hmm. but an account was started for him. And he, how much of that was him saying, yeah, you can share pictures of me or them choosing to share pictures. Granted, they're sharing only good things right. and it's positive, but that, that was so helpful to me. Like, thank mm-hmm. you so much for sharing him with us and letting right. us have a little glimpse into being a sibling to someone who has Down syndrome and who lives with you full time. And, um, and so it's like, what, where's the line? And I think for us, we're entering into a tricky space because of Macy's age and because people around that age are going through puberty. And I had a, I had a friend reach out who has an old, an adult sibling with Down syndrome, reach out after I said something, I was very vague about something, but it kind of alluded to a puberty thing. And she reached out and she said, Heather, please, please, please do not share about this part of Mason's life. If my daughter who doesn't have Down syndrome, if I did that, she would be mortified. And so I, I have like a few ways I, I view that. One is like, absolutely, you're right. There's, that is so disrespectful to Mason. Then the other piece of me is like, well, wait a second, as a society as a whole, can we just stop having any kind of negative ideas towards puberty? Like everyone's right. going through this. Can we just not do that? Right. And then the third is um, she actually might not care ever. She may always be totally open with everybody right. knowing her whole business in that mm-hmm. aspect of her life. And I don't want to make her feel like she should be ashamed, you know? Right. So, so right now I'm like with, I will share very little. And my reason for sharing more is because then other people, when they hear it can say, Oh, this is what my experience was. People who came before me and people behind me can be like, Oh, I, it's hopeful or it's going to be fine. Or it, this is an idea that might happen. Right. But as of right now, I'm, I'm saying a lot less than I would like to. Mm. And then <laughs> with do you all of it, feel like you could at all be like missing out on someone giving you advice. Yeah, like, exactly. Because you can't, you feel like, okay, I don't want to share this with Macy. And then potentially someone might be able to contact you and give you an eye opening. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that, that's hard. And I think we have that in our downstream community, like yeah, zero totally. through five, you know, we're yeah, just absolutely. like drowning in it in yes. all the right ways. Yes. Um, saturate, feels, I should say. Yeah, saturate. And that feels safe and that feels like, okay, taken care of. But yeah, there's that, um, the dark ages <laughs> where, yeah. where it goes dark. <laughs> totally. From like double digits, 10 year old to like, yeah, 40 year old mm-hmm. where I can't find you guys on Instagram. <laughs> Where are you and what are you doing? Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like the amount of conversations I've had on my Instagram of people being like, where did you get Ace's glasses? And, mm-hmm. you know, what medication was he on for hunger and all of those things. And they're so important. And I feel like it's a gift that like sharing his life is a gift in that way to the community so that everybody can ask the questions they need to ask and right. learn from each other. So where, how do we get that when we all need to know how to teach our daughter with Down syndrome how to use a tampon, or right. as I prefer, a menstrual cup. A menstrual Everyone cup. get menstrual cups. Cup. <laughs> yeah, or or what kind of birth control, and is it an yes. option to do, birth, like to not have a period and not do the placebo, and is it like right. what is happening? And I know it's happening, but another aspect which we mentioned a little bit is it's all so new. Social media is the wild mm-hmm. west. 
It is not, it has been a long Instagram. It's 10 years old. Mason is 11 and a half, you know? So yeah. how is anybody much older than her? No wonder this space is not saturated with people much older yes. um, because it's just, it's just started. Yeah. So I don't want to, I like being a, a trailblazer in a lot of aspects in the downstream community, but I don't want to trailblaze that because yes. I don't know what to do. Right. <laughs> Not that I've always known what to do, but I, I just don't want to humiliate my kids, oh, you know, yeah, or embarrass them even. I think humiliation is a big word, like a bigger um, emotion, but right. I, as her friends are listening and then she goes to school with them. Right. Well, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I guess that's my yes. answer. I'm externally processing as I'm thinking, okay, would I say this out loud to Ruby? Ruby, I love Ray. you. And would, would Ruby feel embarrassed knowing this about Macy? Would Macy feel embarrassed if Ruby knew this? Right. So. And is there some other way to do Ruby, it? tell like, us at yeah. church on Sunday. Yeah. Ruby will tell us at church on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Write me a note, please. But like, I, I mean, so here we come back to on a song, the next right thing. Yes. Um, but I, so I'm reading this book by Emily P. Freeman. Um, she wrote it before Anna sang about it. It's called <laughs> The Next Right Thing. And she also has a podcast that's wonderful. That has meant a lot to me. And it's just about decision-making. And she talks about like just this idea of what is the thing in front of me that I can do today? And especially for these huge, big decisions that we don't know how to even get our heads around. But um, she talks about like following the little arrows in your life and just taking the next step. And I feel like for you, Heather, the arrow is pointing to right now in this moment, I, Ruby does not need to know Mason's business and this mm -hmm. is what it looks like. And so I need to keep like if, if, if Mason's peers are on Instagram, then I need to not be sharing about that here. Mm. And maybe there is some other way that for you to share with, with other parents or get feedback from other parents that doesn't have to be on Instagram yeah. for all the masses to see. Yeah. There's been a lot of people have suggested, I get a lot of suggestions. That's my favorite. And I, and one of the suggestions is private Facebook groups, which is a good suggestion. I've also gotten off a lot of those because yeah. they can just, it's like another person in that space, it's a lot, yep. but I can take it and leave it. Yeah. Facebook's hard for me in general. Facebook's hard for me. And so it's hard for me to imagine getting on another private Facebook group. Yeah. For sure. Facebook and Twitter. I'm like, I don't understand what's happening. You're better at Twitter, Micah. And so is Andy. He likes Twitter. I like Twitter because there's less, uh, there, I feel like at, at Facebook, you say one thing and all the crowd gathers around and they all just like yell lot. about it. Mm -hmm. And then in Twitter, it's just like a big room and you kind of say your thing and people kind of find you if they liked your thing and they come, come over and you talk together. Yeah. <laughs> it feels but less yelly to me. Most importantly, do you guys TikTok? Well, I started an account <laughs> and I really, really want to be off my phone more than on. And yes. all of it requires me to be on my phone. And I just thought <laughs> I'm now old and that, that happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not even trying. No, I, I'm like the, you know, in college when you can see like th this happened to me <laughs> freshman year, I saw the girls who were seniors in college mm -hmm. who 
they were still wearing this, the cool clothes from when they were seniors in high school. And I was like, girls, you got to pay attention. Times are a changing. You got to change your wardrobe from freshman year to senior year of college. Maybe this only happens at Baptist college. Look at you, girl. Yeah, that's not familiar. <laughs> but, <keep going. laughs> but I made a vow to myself. I was like, I shall not let this happen to me. I must stay on top of trends. And so I feel like it's the same thing. I am always like, I'm not going there. I'm not going to go into this new fangled social media platform. And then slowly I'm like, but I don't want to be like the girls who are still tight rolling their jeans back in 98. So, um, which can't, which is like, you just got to go like, yeah, I, maybe I'll end up on TikTok is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Are you on TikTok worse? No. I'm kind of like Mike at like when everybody's wearing Tom's shoes, you know, and it's like buy one, give one. I'm like, oh, I love that, you know, but oh, I'd rather just go to Africa and give them the shoes. What's I hate when things become a trend and everybody likes sandals. What they call sandals. <laughs> oh my gosh, drama. And then I had a pair. I had like five pairs of You're like, okay, I bought Tom's. Okay. <laughs> they were on sale and they looked really cute on me. <laughs> I got them. They're really great life. shoes for kids because they independently can put them on. They're great for my kids with Down syndrome. You can get them at yard sales for a dollar all year long. <laughs> Go to your local yard sale and buy a pair of Tom's. Oh, Heather. Tom's. We have so many. I just bought Mason a gray pair. They're exactly her size. So in perfect condition, $1. She puts them on by herself. Anyway, we digress. Amazing. Amazing. Yes. I won't do TikTok though. Okay. Okay. Good. So did we come to any conclusion here, friends? <laughs> Zero conclusions. About our love, kids. Yeah. <laughs> I would love some feedback. I think here's, the, here's my conclusion and what I, what I want to urge everyone listening to just be very aware, right? Like to, mm-hmm. to go into everything you're sharing and putting out into the social spaces about your kids be very aware about it and your intention behind it. Are you trying to get a viral video? Are you trying to be popular? Like what is the purpose yes. for the information you're putting out there? And then just check yourself. Have someone in your life who can check you, who can send you a message and say, hey, this feels too personal. I think I, I question it. Yeah. That's what I've come to. And maybe we'll just shut it all down. <laughs> Let's just, well, I wonder, this is our last podcast. The last end. podcast. <laughs> lucky, the lucky few is over. <laughs> I wonder if that will happen. Heather, you know how we are saturated with a certain age group. I wonder as that age group all grows up, how that narrative will shift. Yeah. Totally. Well, you know, it's interesting. I have friends who have just been having babies and it is a lot more likely with those friends that I will say, Hey, um, are you going to, like, I have a picture of your baby. Is it okay if I post or something like that? And they'll say, no, actually, yeah. we're not ever going to put our child on social media. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that I get that a lot more. And mm-hmm. um, so even in just the generation right behind us, um, it's people Swinging are being more cautious. Opposite. Yeah. 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 I see that. So we'll see how it goes. It's like, in 10 years is Instagram irrelevant and TikTok is the only thing. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it, like what yeah. in the world, think of what's happened in the last 10 years. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. What's going to happen in terms of the social media space. Social media wasn't even a thing not that long ago. And now it is, it, it has taken over all of our lives. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Does it, as an influencer, Heather, does that worry you or does that, what is that for an influencer? What does that mean? Yeah. What does that reality mean to you? It means that I have no idea what the year holds, that I can't yeah. 
there's only so much I can do to try to pursue certain things. It's all, it is the wild west. I have no idea what's happening this year. As of right now, as an influencer on social media, not one thing is on the books. And that's how I started the last year. And last year I went to Florida with a company. I went to New York with a company. We went to the Bahamas with a company. We did other things. So um, it, I have seen it change so much. And there was a time where I felt like I needed to hustle to keep up. Mm-hmm. And that's not the point of what we're doing. Right. So I'm not trying. Everything's unfolded in a certain way. The lucky few is not, the point of it is not to be a famous influencer the point is to shout the worst people with Down syndrome. So I'm entering this year just staying true to that and trying not to let the rest of it fog up what the point of it is. Um, the mission, it's really hard. It's hard for me. I get wrapped up and go down the gross smir- spirals of comparison all the time. Yeah. But, I'm, but I feel like this year I'm being more intentional and in shifting my, my um, goal for the whole, the whole shebang. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a brutal space. I think influencers yeah. are miserable. I think all of us are, are running after an impossible goal, making up right. narratives about what's happening with our competition. Yeah. Um, that's not true. That makes right. us feel terrible. I just okay. think that most of the people who are in really influential space, spaces are not enjoying the influencer mm-hmm. part of it as much as, as you should be able to. Like, What an honor that 117,000 people care about what I have to say. Like that is humbling and that is an honor. And I don't need to be hustling to make that 118,000. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I feel like this is a good place to kind of bring it, bring this conversation to a close. Just Mm -hmm. what you had to say, Heather, of like, why are you doing what, why are each of us doing what we're doing on social media to ask ourselves, especially as we're in this new year, like what is our intention? Mm -hmm. And if we have an intention for the reason we're showing our child's face or the reason we're sharing a particular story. Like just to have those checks for ourselves of, um, is this mine to share? Is this something that my child will be proud of that I said in five, 10 years? Is this safe for the world to know? And, and then to wrestle with it. I think that we just, as you said, it's the wild west and we are here in it. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be no exact answer. There's just going to be us checking with our consciences and our, and our knowing our children and knowing what their needs are and like what our calling is. And so in other words, do the next right thing. I don't even, I haven't seen Frozen 2, so I don't know the tune. The next right thing. That's only the only phrase I know in the song. (laughs) She's like broken and there's things happening. She doesn't know what to so do. So much. We don't, we never so know what do. to do. The next, next right, right thing. thing. I should say. <laughs> so as, and so the next right thing, my friends, yeah. is to go hear from our sponsor and then we'll be back with some good news. Yes. Hey friends, Micah here. Now I know you know It is no small feat to pull this podcast off every week. And we are always looking for support from sponsors. And we've gotten to a point where we would love to include you, our listeners as well. 
So we're starting something new around here. It's called Patreon. And we have some tiers where you could choose to join us by supporting us financially in whatever way makes the most sense for you. So from $10 to $100 a month, you could be part of the Lucky Few podcast and make it happen every week along with us. We have some fun perks. We have some fun opportunities coming for those of you who decide you want to jump on this boat. And we can't wait to share more with you. If you are interested at all, go to our website, theluckyfewpodcast.com, click on Patreon, and check out how you can support us. Continue to be narrative shifters and shouters of worth in this Down Syndrome space. Thanks, friends. Welcome back. And the next right thing is to bring good news to our listeners. That was great. Thanks. Yeah. I feel like new new year, new tunes. <laughs> Welcome to good news, my friends. Um, you guys, this I is the time good. of the this is the time oh, of sorry. every episode <laughs> where we share what we're celebrating in the lives of our loved ones with Down syndrome. And this is the time just to remind our listeners out there that we celebrate things that maybe the rest of your community. Um, the, the typical world around you doesn't see as being as important as it is to you. And this is a space where we want to celebrate with you. So, bump it a bump it a bum Mercedes, Heather, do you guys have some good news this week? Good news. Yes. I've got some good news for my, my little August. August Riker. He's six years old now. Um, a couple weeks ago, he was doing his happy sheets with Mrs. Brown and he wrote, totally on his own m-o-m which spells mom like very legible and that was a very exciting and then he has um he's in a typical kindergarten class and there's like a sheet that she sent home with the first sight words they should have lessons one through three there's five lessons of sight words and it's a sheet that has them all written down multiple times in different order and he can read the whole thing so it's I like it. unbelievable. I don't know how many words it is. I could count, but I'm not going to. Um, and that feels amazing because I, because I think he's only a little bit behind in terms of his sight words for grade yeah. level, um, and that is fun. So fun. fun, yeah. So good job, August Riker. Woo-hoo. Good job, August. We're proud of you, buddy. <laughs> I have one. Um, Last night, Ace had his very first sleep study as we're recording Mm. this. And we, I just didn't know what to expect. I didn't know if he would just fight all of those stickers and wires attached to him all over his body. And he literally fell asleep sweetly while the tech was still putting Mm -hmm. everything on his head. And good job, buddy. it was, he just did, he was such a champ. I mean, he kept flopping all over the bed. And so then he would like try to pull things off. And so there was a lot of wake ups, but um, like no big tears, no like waking up in the middle of the night screaming. Um, we made it through the night. And I so it. I was really proud of him. Such a big guy. 
That very is bright. very good news. Very, very good news. Um, Mercedes, do you have some good news from a listener there in front of you? Yes, I do. Okay. I have Kyleen Chan, at Kyleen Chan, um, who wrote on Instagram, my boy went on a field trip with his kinder class. He was fantastic. Lots of high fives from his friends, lots of smiles, and lots of fun. That was good news. Good job. Such good news. Good job, bud. Field trips are big deal. They are. It's so fun. I have. We also have some good news from Momming with Charity at Momming with Charity, and she said we just found out that my eight eight week old with Down syndrome officially does not have any serious heart issues. Yay. Yes, he does have a small opening, but it does not affect him negatively. Yay. Yes, sigh of relief. That's awesome, eight weeks old. Uh, Momming with Charity. Hang on, I don't think that your son's name is Charity. It could be, that can be a very good boy name, but Momming or you Charity, you're the mom. Anyway, girl, eight weeks. (laughs) Yay, I'm glad you found us. Thanks for sharing. Yes. That is such good news. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for sending stuff in. We love to hear your good news from all of you listeners about your loved ones with Down syndrome. So please keep sending good news into us. And you can do it by... uh, sending us a dm on instagram but you can also reach out to us through our voicemail leave us a voice message we love your voice messages and the number for that is 424-442-9147 we want to hear your good news we want to hear what you're celebrating and any of you out there listening who have a product or business that that might speak to our audience we would love to hear from you too So help us shout the worth of people with Down syndrome. Reach out to us so we can partner with you. You can email hello at theluckyfewpodcast.com for sponsorship opportunities. And as always, we want to give a huge thank you to our editor and producer, Andy Lara, to our co-producer, Val Schleter, to our sponsors, to all of you who have shared the Lucky Few podcast with friends who listen faithfully and cheer us on. We want to remind you to subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And let's keep this conversation going. Let us know. Um, Reach out to us on Instagram or Facebook or DM about your struggles with what to share and what not to share. And let's encourage each other and try to figure this out together. And remember that you... Dear listeners, supporting your loved one with Down syndrome, you are a shouter of worth and a narrative shifter. So keep on keeping on. We are cheering for you. Do the next right thing. Yeah. Get it. And goodbye. Bye, friends. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Lucky Few Podcasts. Remember to review our show on Apple Podcasts and check us out on all social media at the Lucky Few Pod. You can also support the show now via Anchor.fm just by going to the website, scroll down to the bottom, and you can begin your support right now. Lastly, send us your good news by going to theluckyfewpodcast.com and sending us a message via text, voicemail, or email. See you next time.